This is Dr. Jonathan Shaw. I want to thank you for tuning in to Crown Ministries Podcast today. We hope that this message transforms you and encourages you to pursue God's presence in a greater way. Enjoy the message. Come on, let's go right into it. Get your Bibles, get your paper Bibles, and go with me to once again, Psalm 34. Psalm 34, we've been there for the last couple of weeks. Let's stay right there, and let's see what the Lord is saying to us today. Psalm Psalm 34, verse 17 and 18. Psalm 34, verse 17 and 18. Here begins the reading of God's holy word. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all their troubles. And the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as of be, be of a contrite spirit. Verse 18 again, the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. And the word of the Lord is blessed. I've been, I've been dealing with the last couple of weeks these personal challenges and issues that saints of God have, people alike have, and been battled with for years. Today I want to lean into something, and I really want to break this yoke. I really want to destroy it. I really want to loose the chains and the bands of the wicked from off of your mind and out of your heart. I literally want to cause the prison gates of your life to swing wide open and you to escape into the liberty of Jesus Christ. Today, I want to talk to you about dealing with depression. Dealing with depression. This is going to be a good one today. It's going to be a mini one. Let's jump into this. Would you join me in prayer? Father, we thank you today for this day that you made. We rejoice and we're glad in it. Almighty, oh, great big God that you are. Have your way now. Move by your spirit as we go further into your word. We now press our ear to your mouth. I put We put our finger on your heartbeat. And God, we desire to know your rhythm. We desire to know your voice. So speak, Lord. Speak to situations and circumstances. Speak, my God, into everything that we're dealing with and going through. Speak to our minds, change and adjust. Today, God, speak like a counselor and a therapist. Speak to us, Father, and cause somebody to know what is life, cause them to know what is liberty, and cause them to know what is love. And I give you praise, honor, and glory for it in advance. In Jesus' mighty great name we pray, amen and amen. Today, we're going to be dealing with depression. It's time that you deal with it. You cannot let another day go by. You can't let another week, another year, another month go by and you haven't started dealing with this thing called depression. Right off the bat, let's have a real true and honest conversation here. How many of you can be honest to say that you have battled with depression in your life? How many of you would be honest to say you have found yourselves in dark seasons and dark places and so subtly you didn't know how you got there, but somehow or another you find yourself isolated, pulled back from the rest of society, the world, your family, your friends, find yourself in a room all by yourself and just want to sleep but can't sleep. How many of you have found yourself battling with depression? Once you get there, it's so difficult to get out of it and to escape it and to shake it off. A lot of people say, just get over it. But it's not as easy said, easy as done as it is said. Depression is a real thing. But today I want to acknowledge, like I did with addiction, as I did with anxiety, and I, as I did with even all of the other things that we have dealt with and talked about this month, I want to acknowledge that depression is a spirit. It is a spirit. It is a principality. And it must be broken. 
It must be destroyed. And we must deal with it in the natural as well as the spirit. I say this all the time and I teach here at Crown Ministries. We got to remember that we are three parts. We are spiritual beings that live inside of a body and we have a soul or consciousness. We are spiritual beings that live in a body and we have a soul. It is the soulish nature, nature of us that often wars with this thing called depression. It plays on your body. Yes, it does affect your spirit. But ultimately, the battlefront is in the soul, in the mind. That's why Romans says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And Ephesians says, be renewed by the spirit of your mind. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, the enemy has been playing mind games with you. And today, I want to deal with individuals who's been in this battle with your mind and has been in this place uh, of warfare because the enemy is trying to play mind tricks on you and to get you to act outside of your character, outside of the nature of God that God has designed you for. Today, I want to talk about dealing with depression. And I want to deal with it today. Only reason that we want to deal with it and we need to deal with it is because a lot of people acknowledge that they have it, but they don't really deal with it. Do you realize that there's some people right now you're in relationship with, and I'm not talking about anything romantic. I'm talking about in business, uh, on your job. In church, yes, I'm talking about in realm, different realms of your life. You are engaging in relationships with people who never dealt with their stuff. I know when you say deal with it, what do you mean? We're going to dig into that today. But it's time that you deal with it. It's time to, that you approach it. It's time that you deal with that depression so you can ultimately conquer and be delivered from the depression. Remember, you cannot conquer what you refuse to confront. And you cannot confront what you refuse to identify. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, some things you're going through is depression. And I want to show you through the word of God how God is concerned about you and how he is particularly paying close attention to you and he loves you with an everlasting love and he wants you to be free once and for all. Today, let's talk and deal with depression. First of all, we need to go into seeing what the Association of Psychiatry and Psychotherapy has to say about this, it says this, that depression is a common and serious medical illness that negatively affects how you feel, the way you think, and even how you act. Fortunately, it is also treatable. Depression causes feelings of sadness and or loss of interest in activities you once enjoyed. It can lead to a, very, uh, a variety of emotional and physical problems and can decrease a person's ability to function at work and even at home. Depression stops you from being you and takes your energy, takes your strength. I want to go over with some of you who said that you've been dealing with depression and battling with depression. Let's acknowledge what some of these symptoms are. Because a lot of times we war with symptoms, but we don't deal with the root. Today, we don't want to war with symptoms. We want to deal with the root. It is possible to only battle with the symptom. And while you have eliminated the symptom, the root of it is still there and it's going to return 10 times worse. Let's deal with some of the symptoms of depression. Here's some of the symptoms. Feeling sad or having a depressed mood. I'm not just talking about just being sad over grief or loss or something of that sort of nature, but I'm talking about having a, a character trait, having a personality of sadness or depression. 
Another symptom of depression is changes of appetite, either weight loss or weight gain. And you have never really uh, changed your diet, but you're experiencing extra weight loss or extra weight gain. You could be battling with depression. If you're having trouble sleeping or you're sleeping too much, that is a symptom of depression. Are your sleep hours off? And especially during this pandemic, I know many of us, our sleep hours have been off. You now wake up early, you go to bed real late, and your sleep patterns are just all messed up. And, and, and it could be because depression is trying to get at you even in the pandemic. A loss of energy or increased fatigue is another symptom of depression. You just don't have the energy. You just wiped out. I mean, exhausted, zapped out. That could be a symptom of depression. Increase in purposeless activity like handwriting or, or scribbling or doodling even or pacing back and forth. All of those things that has no purpose in it, but you find yourself doing it and you don't know why you started doing this. It could be a sign of depression. Slow movements and slow speech. I mean, you're just dragging through the day. You find yourself just dragging and making it, and life is passing you by. If you feel like life is passing you by and you're moving slow, you could be battling with depression. Feelings of worthlessness or guilt is also symptoms of depression. Not feeling worthy. Not feeling your true value or feeling uh, 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 any good about yourself. Feeling guilty particularly is symptoms of depression. Difficulty thinking, concentrating on making decisions. Can't get it together. Don't, don't know what you're thinking. Don't know where you are, what you're supposed to be doing. That is a symptom of depression. And one of the more severe symptoms of depression is thoughts of death or suicide. How many of you can honestly say, that the thought has crossed your mind. Now, I know, I know that some of you are about to turn me off because you're like, no, 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 I rebuke death and I, I speak life and that's good and that's great, that's wonderful, but I, I want to deal with something that's for real and I want to deal with a root of a spirit that's been attacking even the people of God who have warred and battled with this because of their feelings of guilt, their feeling, feelings of worthlessness, their feelings of depression, all of the anxieties that are literally running rampage in their mind and in their heart. The thoughts can cross your mind. Oh God, don't think that you're less of a saint of God. Don't think that you're less saved because the thought crossed your mind. Don't think that you don't have any value because you uh, had the thought. The thought crossed your mind because the enemy sends the, the devil called depression to come at you. And I'm here to emphatically and unapologetically say to you, you can be delivered. <laughs> You can be free. You can come out of that place and you can escape what the enemy is trying to do to you. You can be free. That's why the Lord had you to come on this live today. It's not by happenstance. It's not by coincidence that you log on to hear this broadcast today. Even if you're watching the replay, even if you're listening to the replay, the post, the podcast, the YouTube, whatever it is that you're listening to, however you're listening to it, the Lord wanted you to hear this word because the warfare and the battle that you have been in is after your life. And he's trying to get your mind by getting your life. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, we got to deal with depression so we can be delivered from depression. 
Let me further say, uh, oh God, how you can really understand depression is that depression is internal pressure, which is different from external pressure. Okay, external pressure is oppression. It is when external things come to press on you, like an institution, a government, a race. Mm-hmm. When, when, when you have external pressures, external pressure is called oppression. You have been oppressed by a people. You have been oppressed by the leader. That's oppression, oppression. But depression is when the pressure from outside gets within. It is internal pressure. (laughs) Oppression is what people do to you. But depression is what you do to you. I need to help somebody here. It's quiet in this quarantine church, but I need to help you today because I need you to really understand that the enemy is playing mind games and mind tricks with you and he's causing the pressure from the outside to bleed into your inside and it's causing depression, which is internal pressures. Let me tell somebody today who would dare to hear me. Oh God, it is not the water on the outside of your boat that's going to sink your ship. It is the water you let in your boat that's going to sink your ship. Brothers and sisters, it's not the stuff that goes on on the outside that's going to destroy you. It's the stuff that you allow inside that's going to destroy you. You got to make sure that you wear some of this stuff like a loose garment. You got to make sure that this stuff don't weigh on you so long because if oppression sits on you too long, it's going to turn into depression. If oppression stays on you too much, it's going to turn into depression. And so Some of you are only depressed because you've been under oppression far too long. You're only depressed because you've been around an oppressive spirit for far too long and you need to escape. You need to get out of it. You need to be free, my God. And the Lord is speaking to you today. I want to I help you. I hope somebody's getting help from this. I hope this is speaking to you emphatically and clearly, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it is the pressure you put on yourself. How you view you, oh God, it's, 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 it's what you think and perceive about your life. I should, I should be married by now. I should uh, uh, have made X amount of dollars by now. I should have wrote the book. I should have started the business. I, 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 I should own the company by now. I should have graduated from school and had the degree by now. All of these by nows, by nows, by now. By now in your life and you put all of this pressure on yourself and you walking around and not feeling good about life and not feeling good about you and not feeling valuable and feeling guilty because of the mistakes you made and the decisions that you made in your past and all of a sudden depression sets in and it sits there and it sits there and I'm here to tell you that when you start putting pressure on you and living with pressure living in you all of that pressure weighs on you and all of a sudden you find yourself in your bedroom with the curtains drawn under the covers won't shower, won't bathe, won't shave, won't go out and see nobody don't want nobody to come see you because depression has had its way with you but I come to expose it I come to expose it and I come to challenge and charge you to deal with it so that you can be once and for all delivered, it's treatable and you can be delivered from it 
Let me, let me go a little further. Can I go further? Can I go further here in this quarantine church? Watch this. Let's go further with this. Uh, uh, depression affects an estimated 1 in 15 adults in any given year. And in one of six people will experience depression at some time in their life. Depression can strike at any time, but on average first appears during the late teens and mid-20s. Women more likely than men to experience depression. Some studies show that one-third of women will experience a major depressive episode in their lifetime. <laughs> I come to help you today. Women, 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 I come to help you. Men, brothers, listen, you can be free. You can be delivered. It's attacking you. It's coming upon you. But how do I deal with it? How do I deal with it? It's likely that it's going to occur, but how do I deal with it? How do I? It's time to deal with it. And today we're going to deal with it. We're going to talk about it. We're going we're gonna to talk about the pink elephant in the room. We're going we're gonna to deal with it. And a lot of you like to dance over it, but you don't deal with it. A lot of you like to doubt you have it, but you won't deal with it. But today, we're going to deal. How do I deal with it? How do I deal with it? Let me first help you. What, uh, let me first help you uh, before we talk about dealing with it. I want to expose a weapon that the enemy often uses against you so that you won't deal with your depression. Oh, God, I'm about to find somebody out right here. Don't turn me off. Watch this. Let me show you a, a weapon that the enemy uses so that it prevents you from dealing with your depression. The weapon is called isolation. Yeah, isolation. He isolates you. He isolates you. And he makes you isolate yourself. When depression is trying to attack you and get at you good, he never wants you to get around people. Especially ones that are ambitious and one, ones that are, are, are very aggressive and ones that have high energy and vibrant, one that feel good about life. He don't want you to get around them because something about success that becomes contagious. Oh, God. I know sometimes you can look at people and you want to hate on them. But other times when you look at others, you're inspired by them. And depression doesn't want you to be inspired. It zaps your energy. You lose your drive. You lose your tenacity. You lose your fight. You lose your aggression. You, you don't want to go after anything. You don't want anything to come to you. And so it isolates you. It puts you in the box. And a lot of you think that people don't want to be around you. And a lot of you have been told by the enemy and he's lied to you and told you that you don't want, you shouldn't be around anyone. And don't go there. They don't want you. They don't need you. Come on. You're not, you have no value. You, you have no worth. And he lied to you. But I'm here to expose that liar. You liar you. Huh? It has isolate you. And it has birthed not only depression, it's birthed loneliness. <laughs> Some of you become depressed because you're lonely. And you become lonely because you've isolated yourself. You won't call. You won't reach out. The spirit of pride won't let you call anyone, won't let you email anyone, won't let you talk to somebody, especially those who got a prayer life, especially those who got the Holy Ghost, especially those who have discernment. He won't let you reach out to them because he knows what's going to happen. When you reach out with somebody that got discernment and got the Holy Ghost, they're going to pull you out of it. They're going to pull you through it. So the, de the demon of isolation said, don't go around them, don't go around them, don't go around them. You got to watch that bald-headed, slew-foot, stagger-tooth devil that tells you don't go around them, don't go around them, don't go around them. Uh, 
God, don't log on, don't log on, don't log on. You got to watch him because he's trying to keep you isolated because your deliverance draws nigh. Your deliverance is close. Your breakthrough is near. But if you get around the faithful, <laughs> you will be made free, my God, if you get around the anointing of the Holy Ghost. If you get around Jesus, Oh, God, you can't stay the same. You can't anybody testify today? When I got around him, I couldn't stay the same. When I really took Jesus, I couldn't stay the same. I once was blind, but now I see. Her. Once was lost, but now I'm found. Come on, I'm not supposed to be preaching the hollering. Let's talk, let's talk, y'all. Deal with the depression. It's time to deal with it. It's time to deal with it. It's time to deal with it. Uh, for the Bible says, Matthew 11, 28, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come unto me, and I'm going to give you rest. But you got to come. 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 Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, the tool and the weapon called isolation is keeping you from being free and preventing you from dealing with it. But how many of you would declare today, I'm ready to deal with it? Come on, I'm ready to deal with it. I'm ready to deal with it. I'm ready to deal with my depression. I'm ready to deal with this depressive state. I'm ready to deal with this mind game that I keep having. I'm tired of drowning in my own emotions. I'm tired, oh God, of being lost in my own feelings. God, oh, I need my perception repaired. I need it repaired. I need it repaired. I need my, my, my perception refocused and realigned because, watch this, when you're dealing with depression, depression will make you see things a certain way. I want to share, share with you a little further. Can I go further with this? Watch this. Depression really comes out of a place of disappointment. Yeah. Depression comes out of a place called disappointment. And watch this expectation, watch it now, is the breeding ground of disappointment. And that could lead to depression. What are you saying to me, Dr. Shaw? What are, you, are you saying that if I have expectation, I likely could be disappointed? And if I'm disappointed, that could lead to depression? Yes! And there lies the trick of the enemy. So because Depression comes out of disappointment, and disappointment comes from expectation. The trick of the enemy is to tell you not to expect anything or to lower your expectations. My God, I'm preaching in here good today. Can't get no help in this Jerusalem church. The reality is, that's what happened to a lot of saints of this generation. That's what happened to a lot of saints uh, during this generation is that they have either lowered or eliminated their expectation. So they say, fine, if it don't happen my way, I just won't believe. I just won't believe. I, and I won't believe so big. I don't need that big thing. I won't trust God for the big thing because I'm afraid of being disappointed. And if disappointment will stay around too long, it could turn into depression. If you let disappointment live too long, it turns into depression. If you let disappointment live in your house too long, it's going to take up residence and won't pay any rent. It turns into depression. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, but I'm here to tell you, you cannot eliminate your expectation because there lies your faith. <laughs> expectation, my God, is the, also the breeding ground for manifestation. 
Yes, you could be disappointed, but that's why it's called faith. It's the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things you do not see. That's why it's called faith. You need to expect, and some of you have lowered your expectations or completely eliminated them totally. But today, I come to revive. I come after your dead expectation. I breathe mouth to mouth and I resuscitate what you've been expecting God to do. You've been disappointed so many times. You've been let down so many times that you said, oh, shucks, I'm not going to even believe it. I'm not going to even pray for it. I'm not going to even ask him for it. And it has lowered your expectation because you're afraid of being disappointed and you're afraid of getting to that place called depression. So you live free, freely, nearly. You live just any old kind of way without any expectation from anything or anybody but brothers and sisters today I'm telling you it's time for your expectation to be revived Woo! it's time for your expectation to get back up and to live again to be vibrant again to be fervent again to be aggressive to be driven come on because I have an expectation come here Jeremiah 29 11 I know the thoughts that I think towards you thoughts of peace and not of evil to bring you to it expectation. God said, I'm bringing you to expectation and you're trying to run from expectation, my God. But I'm here to tell you that God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he's going to make it good. If he spoke it, he's going to bring it to pass. I'm here to tell you today that God wants you to get back your expectations. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Depression has been weighing on your expectations. But there is hope today. Aren't you glad? I said, aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that there is hope? Aren't you glad that there is hope? Listen, listen, listen what the word of God says. Isaiah 41.10. Can I quote it? Isaiah 41.10 says, fear thou not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen you. Yea, I will help you. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. God said, I'm here. Whoever has been battling with depression, God says, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. That should excite you. That should electrify you. That should energize you. That should revive you. God says, I'm here and I won't leave you. And he said, I won't forsake you. And I won't come on. I won't turn my back on you. Regardless of what you go through, he said, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. What you got to do now is deal with that demon called depression. I got to go. I got to leave you today. Are you ready to deal with it? If you're ready to deal with it, put it in the comments. Shout it out loud while you're listening and say, I'm ready to deal with it. I'm ready to deal with it. I want to give you eight strategies for dealing with depression. Are you ready for it? Eight strategies of dealing with depression. Eight strategies of dealing with depression. Strategy number one. You ready? Describe it. Describe the experience. Describe how it makes you feel. Describe what's going on with you. A lot of times people cannot deal with stuff because they lie about how they feel. Oh God, one of the key statements of people that's dealing with depression is, I'm fine. Lies, lies, lies from hell is a lie. 
You've got to describe, I'm not fine. I feel exhausted. I feel worthless. I feel guilty. I feel moody. I feel down and depressed. Describe that sucker. The way to get delivered from it is you got to describe it. You got to describe what you fight, even if you can't define it and don't know what it is, at least describe it so that somebody that got enough power can get rid of it. You got to describe it. First strategy of dealing with depression is to describe how you feel. Number two, discern. Identify what caused this. Discern depression, and the way that you discern it is you identify what causes it. Depression often is not just something we have, it's also something that we do. I want you to examine your heart and discern what happened that got me here. What are your triggers? Mm -hmm. Did somebody say something? Did somebody do something? See, somebody, if, you, if you're battling with abandonment, and abandonment is a trigger for depression, as soon as somebody leaves your life, it triggers you to be depressed all over again because those feelings of abandonment resurrect itself. I hope I'm helping somebody today. When, 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 when the job... Uh, 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 write you up for something that you did. Ultimately, ultimately, you start feeling the way you felt when you were fired from your last job. And it can lead to depression because it's a trigger. It's a trigger. You're going to have to be able to discern what your triggers are. Because if you know what your triggers are, you can beat the devil at his game. A strong man knows his weaknesses. <laughs> I can't help. I can't, I, can't get, I can't hear nobody in here. I said a strong man knows his weakness. If you want to be as strong as you keep presenting yourself to be, you've got to identify what your weaknesses are. Are you here with me? Discern what got me here. How did, I, how did I get here? You can't slip and slide into depression no more. It can't come and sneak up on you any longer because you're able to discern how did I get here. Number one, describe it. Number two, discern. Number three, discipline, discipline, discipline. You're going to need discipline to deal with depression. What is discipline? You're going to have to read the scriptures. You're going to have to dive into the word of God. You're going to have to discipline yourself into behaviors. Watch this. What is discipline? Discipline is making yourself do what you don't want to do, but you know you need to do in order to see a future. Let me say it again. Discipline is doing the thing that you don't want to do, but you know you need to do in order for you to see a future. That's discipline. You're going to have to discipline yourself. You want to be depressed, but you're going to have to discipline yourself and make yourself do something else. You want to lock yourself into a closet and lock yourself in your bedroom and pull the curtains back, but you're going to say, uh-uh, I got to discipline myself. You need to dive into the word of God. You need to assess how often are you in the word of God? How often are you in prayer? Your prayer life has got to be disciplined. Your study time has got to be disciplined. Working on you and exercising is going to have to be disciplined. Eating healthy is disciplined. Going to bed at night is discipline. It's all about discipline because all of these things are symptoms of depression. Can I go a little bit further? Number four. Number one is describe it. Number two is discern it. Number three is discipline. Number four is direct truth. Mm -hmm. Direct truth. Act on the truth. Let me say it again. Act on the truth. Direct truth. Tell the truth, the real truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, the blatant truth. 
Oh my God. You know what we often do? We often lie to ourselves. We lie, we lie. Lies like saying, I'm fine. That's a lie, that's a lie. That's a lie from the pit of hell. But here's how we also lie to ourselves. We also lie because, watch this, we rely on our feelings to describe why we are where we are as opposed to telling the truth that we were undisciplined. Okay, okay. It's easy to point the finger and blame somebody else. And I'm this way because of them. And I'm this way because of that. That's easy to do. And sometimes it's true. But there are other times where we are the way we are because of our own lack of discipline. You're going to have to tell the truth. If you want to deal with your depression, you're going to have to tell the truth. And sometimes the truth hurts. Sometimes the truth, come on here, it doesn't feel good. Sometimes the truth, you don't want to hear it. But the truth shall make you free. Oh, God. You, when you know it, it'll make you free. You got to tell the truth. You got to tell the truth. You got to have the direct truth. That's number four. Number five. Number five to deal with depression is you're going to have to have a different outlook. You're going to have to look at your lifestyle and evaluate and provide for yourself recommendations of things that you're doing in life that's triggering your depression. And you're going to have to have a different outlook. You're going to have to tell yourself, I am worth something. I am valuable. Come on, come on, come on. I'm not talking about pride. I'm not talking about being haughty. I'm talking about encouraging yourself in the Lord your God. I'm talking about looking at yourself and saying, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. <laughs> you're going to have to have a different outlook. You're going to have to have a different outlook about life. And, and though you didn't go to school, you went to work. And though you didn't get the job you wanted, you had a job and you met the love of your life. Though you didn't get what you wanted, something else happened that was in connection to something that needed to happen. I know you looked at it and you want to complain and cry about it. But you're going to have to develop a different outlook and see the good that outweighs the bad. A different outlook. Number five. Number six. You're going to have to dismantle old thoughts. Uh huh. You're going to have to resolve conflicts. You have to deal with troubled relationships, past and present. Sometimes dealing with depression means also resolving conflicts and dismantling the thing that causes depression. You get depressed every time you argue with such and such. You get you feel depressed every time you have to pay that bill. Every time you got to pay that bill. You get depressed. You're going to have to dismantle those thoughts. You have to tear them up and deal with it by saying, I'm going to think differently about it. Number seven, you're going to have to do something. What does that mean? You're going to have to get to work. Most times, depression is eliminated by assigning yourself loving activities. I'm not just talking about activities that please, your, please yourself, but I'm talking about activities of love that help somebody else. Serving somebody food, being a volunteer at a pantry, uh, 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 helping, helping the needy, uh, helping the homeless. You can deal with your own stuff when you do something with what you have. I ain't got much, but I'm going to do something. I can't do much, but I'm going to do what I can. That, doing that pulls you out of depression. 
Sometimes I've seen people who are in a depressed state, they get, to, they get around children who are playful, and they babysit children, they cook for the kids, and clean up, clean up after. It's giving them something to do. It's pulling their mind out of a depressive state. It's nothing, my God, like pulling you out of your past, like looking at your future. Children are a peep into the future, and it pulls you out of depression, my God. Do something. You can't keep sitting in that house flicking the television channel. You can't watch Netflix all day. You can't sit there as a couch potato. You can't sit there and complain about you're going to have to do something. You're going to have to get up. You're going to have to do something. And I know that's easier said than done. But today, I charge you. I challenge you. And I pray that it convicts you to do something. Do something. Eight strategies of dealing with depression. One is describe it. Number two, discern. Number three, discipline yourself. Number four, have direct truth. Number five, develop a different outlook. Number six, dismantle old thoughts. Number seven, do something. And number eight, it's when depression seems can't shake and you can't do anything else in your own power. Number eight strategy is see a doctor. Yeah, I know, I know. There is a cultural and societal thought and concept around psychotherapy or what's known as talk therapy. They say you're crazy, something's wrong with you. The reality is, if my foot hurt, I'm going to the podiatrist. If my heart hurts, I'm going to the cardiologist. If my skin is infected, I'm going to the dermatologist. Who do you go to if your mind hurts? When depression is causing your mind to hurt so much as so your body is hurting and then so much as so your life is hurting. You may need to see a doctor. Talk therapy. Today, I challenge you to deal with your depression. Deal with it until you are delivered. Stop turning your back. Stop ignoring it. Stop acting like it's not there because it's only coming back stronger. Deal with it. Deal with what you don't like about your life, but also deal with what you want to celebrate about life. It's time to deal with depression. Saints get depressed. Preachers get depressed. Prayer warriors get depressed, but you're going to have to deal with it if you want to be delivered from it. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not talking to you about something I heard. I'm talking to you about something I know. My transparent moment is Dr. Shaw, the pastor, the prophet, soon to be bishop, all that stuff y'all call me. My greatest battle has been with depression. Yeah, I know sometimes people look at your life and they see the strong, but they don't know what the strong have to deal with and go through to be who they are on a day-by-day -day basis. Depression has been one of my strongest enemies that I believe I've conquered but trust me, it is a daily assessment to make sure that depression is still buried in the grave that I put it. Oh, I've battled, and I've been in some dark places. You've heard me preach in some of the darkest seasons of my life. As a matter of fact, some of my best message came out of my worst seasons. Depression is real. It has gripped the hearts of many. And too many pastors have had thoughts of suicide and too many have actually engaged it. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, we serve a God of life and flow 
and liberty, but our enemy wants us to experience death prematurely. Depression is a weapon that he uses. That's why you got to shake it off. I'm not here to tell you what I read in a textbook only. And as I researched and studied, what these great scientists and therapists have said, but I talk to you from a testimony and experience because God has no respect of person. If he can deliver me, he can deliver you. You can be free from depression. You can be free from the yoke that's been around your neck that's strangling the very life out of you. You can be free from darkness and gloom. I remember times laying in my room, my bedroom, curtains drawn under the covers. Didn't shower, didn't shave, didn't want to talk to anybody, didn't want to be with, around anyone. Didn't want my wife, didn't want my children, didn't want anybody. Just wanted to be by myself. That was that tool, that weapon called isolation. I know the darkness. I've seen the darkness. But I've survived the darkness. And so can you. You can be free today. You can be, how do you do it, Dr. Shaw? You got to deal with it. You got to deal with those triggers. You got to face it head on and say, let's rumble today because I'm going to win. I'm going to conquer it. I am an overcomer through Christ Jesus. I'm more than a conqueror. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, today, I want to pray a prayer that's going to destroy the demon called depression off of your life until you achieve deliverance. Somebody's getting free right now under the sound of my voice. I see tears are coming down your face because you feel like I'm talking to you. I am. I'm talking to you. God today has found you out. You didn't stumble upon this broadcast. God sent you here because you needed to hear this word that you can once and for all be free. And every day for the rest of your life, you're going to check the grave and make sure depression is still buried where you put it. Today, let's pray. That's you battling with depression. Stretch your right hand this way. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for this man, this woman. I pray now, oh great God that you are. You love us so very much. You love, with, love us with an everlasting love. And you have thoughts about us. You are concerned about us. And you will perfect that which concerns us. Somebody under the sound of my voice has been battling and warring with depression for far too long. They're in a dark place and they seem like they, they cannot escape. But I pray now in the matchless and marvelous name of Jesus that he comes to rescue them. The blood of Jesus prevails over that home. I shine the light of your glory in that house. I shine the light of your glory in their soul and in their mind until they cannot stay. For darkness and light cannot dwell together. Ooh, shine such a light that it comprehends the darkness. Shine such a light that the darkness cannot remain. Shine the light of your glory. The light of your glory. The light of your glory is what I pray upon them. The light of your glory in them, around them, over them, through them, above them. Oh God, even behind them. Let the light of your glory find them where they are and deliver them and set them free. Oh God, touch their mind, their mind, that mind that has tricks, 
played with it. That mind that's been the battlefield of the adversary. I pray for the mind to be free today. In the name of Jesus, we declare and decree that they are made free today. And the truth and the love of God surrounds them, envelops them, and engulfs them until chains are broken. The yoke is destroyed by the anointing. The shackles be loose. I thank you, O oh God, that depression be no more. We bury it. We get rid of it. Uh, we pronounce ashes to ashes and dust to dust. Oh God, uh, we benedict the season of depression. It is over. It is through. And we pronounce the benediction upon it. Uh, God, may you now lead them with grace and mercy and truth be there with them throughout all generations. And we thank you for this liberty. We thank you for this joy and victory for deliverance in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Today, if you believe God and in the power of that prayer, today you're delivered from depression. You're delivered from depression. You're, I'm delivered from depression because I'm dealing with it. I'm dealing with it. No, no, no I'm not going to ignore it. I'm not going to act like it's not there. I'm not going to lie and say I'm fine. No, I'm jacked up, but I'm dealing with this depression. Oh, yeah, yeah, I feel like just being by myself. I feel like going somewhere and hide. I, I want to escape, but I'm, no, no, I'm not going to escape anymore. I'm not going to just run away. I'm going to deal with it. And when I deal with it, I'll obtain deliverance. I pray for you. I believe God for you. And I want you to be delivered from you. That internal pressure called depression. My God. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, I would love for you to do two things. One, subscribe to our show so you can receive notification of our most recent messages. Also, if this message has impacted you, you can click the link in the description and you can give now. We'll connect with you next time on Crown Ministries Podcast.